These stations rely on Twitter. All the news stations, their assignment desks, monitor Twitter on a regular basis. As soon as I send something out, if it's major, if it's something they want, they get it immediately, and they are able to send that information to their audiences. Enchanted Sky Media. 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 From Los Angeles, this is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Let's get started. By now, most fire departments have an official social media account or two. Here in L.A., as in many large cities, Twitter is a great way to find out where agencies are responding 24-7. In fact, in many cases, Twitter and other platforms have taken the place of press releases. That happened when news outlets realized that official social media accounts give them faster access to details than even a phone call. So, are you using social media to its fullest? Maybe you're on Twitter and Facebook, but what about Instagram? Here with some suggestions on how to best use these platforms is Rob Reardon. Rob is a captain in PIO with the Duxbury, Massachusetts Fire Department, where he's worked for the past 17 years. He's an EFO and CFO graduate. He's also a PIO for several other agencies. Before he joined the fire service, Rob worked for 10 years at television stations and major newspapers as an award-winning photographer. And Rob Reardon joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Thank you for having me. How important is social media to you as a PIO? Oh, it's um, honestly, it's, it's our lifeline nowadays. If you're not doing social media, you are way behind the curve. Has, has it taken the place of press releases? I actually teach social media on the side. In one of my slides, I specifically say, press releases, yawn. I've been the uh, PIO in charge of uh, social media for the Duxbury Fire Department for the past eight years, and I have not sent one press release to date. And we have had major, major incidents. We've been on national news. We've been on local news. It's too late. If you're doing the press release, I want you to think about you're at a big scene. You got to go back to the station. You got to type it up on your computer. How are you going to send a fax, email? By then, it's old news. When I'm at the scene, I'm able to quickly get a picture, quickly get some information out. I fire that off every news media outlet around follows and they're able to quickly get that information out do you post video or stills that they can take right from from where you're posting and put on the air or put in print absolutely absolutely every single news outlet from local newspapers to major television stations to national news all use my photos um, i have no problem with them using it I typically watermark my photos so it has a Duxbury Fire patch on it. But yeah, I definitely, I put that stuff out and I put it out in a way that it's not going to cause any issues. It's, it's, it's meant to basically inform people, hey, this is what we have going on. You know, maybe avoid the area. 
It's not meant to glamorize or sensationalize any incidents. This is definitely a change from how it's been done in years past. I mean, I think you and I have both been around long enough to remember when you did, in fact, go back to your office and type something up. How has your job changed using social media that expects posts right now? Well, I can give you some real-world examples. Sure. I've been a firefighter now for 20 years. My prior career was in the news media. So I started out working at the Boston Herald, the Boston Globe. I moved on to other television stations. And I, I worked at, in the media for almost 10 years before getting my firefighting job. So when I worked at the local Fox affiliate, we relied heavily on getting those press releases daily. We had three fax machines that were dedicated to press releases all day long. That's a thing of the past. It's a thing of the past. These stations rely on Twitter, at least in my region in New England. All the news stations, their assignment desks, monitor tw Twitter on a regular basis. As soon as I send something out, if it's major, if it's something they want, they get it immediately, and they are able to send that information to their audiences. You know how it is today. People want information yesterday. They're not, they don't want to see it tomorrow morning. They want to see it now. Is your job different when you're in the field now? I mean, are you leaning up against a rig sending tweets over and over, or what do you actually do on the scene now? Yeah, absolutely. If, if I'm going there as the PIO, my job is to get the information from the incident commander and to send a blast out to the people that follow us. Do you, and I've seen this done elsewhere, do you record sound bites and put them on a feed of some sort so that somebody can just grab your sound and do it that way, or how do you handle that? No, we're a small department. We only have 25 full-time firefighters. So as much as I operate as a PIO, I'm also integral at the scene, too. So I'm doing more than just taking, taking pictures at the scene and sending information out. And sometimes it might be a matter of I show up at a scene, I grab a quick picture, it goes right into my bunker gear, I operate, help the guys out of the scene, and then once that's all set and they have things under control, then I send out the information. That seems a little tough. I mean, aren't these people grabbing the tweets and then calling you immediately or, or texting you to ask you for more information right then? Sure, but I don't usually send anything on social media till I'm available. So if I show up at a scene, if it's a building fire, and I've done this for years. You show up at a building fire, I can snap a quick picture as I'm, as I'm walking up to the rig. I can throw the camera either in my pocket or on the rig. I'll go in, give these guys a hand, do my stuff. When we come out, things are under control. That's when I can send the uh, information on social media. So on a major incident, how often do you post? And what do you post? That's a good question. It really depends on the, um, the amount of information that I have to push out. You know, is there a lot of information that's going to affect my audience? And I always say that my audience, when I say that, I mean, you know, Duxbury Fire Department. I'm very particular about that. The information I push out on my social media account is for the Duxbury Fire Department. I'm not pushing out other stuff for other departments, other police departments, DPW. This is about our fire department. So we have a very specific audience. So if this is information my audience needs, I might push out more tweets. But it really varies. Sometimes it's just one tweet. If we go to a motor vehicle accident, the road shut down. I'll push that out. Say, avoid the area. The fire department's operating here. If you have to travel this way, use caution. But if it's a major incident where a highway is going to be shut down for hours, there's a lot going on, we'll push out more information. What if you're mutual aid? Do you still send this stuff out or do you wait and see what the primary is going to do first? Great question. And, you know, there's, there's different opinions on this. There's, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there who don't agree with the way I do things. 
but I do it based on my experience and what I'm trying to do for my department. So my goal here through social media is to push out what we're doing, to tell people what we do, because people just don't know. We think everybody understands it. Um, I've written a couple articles about this where so often we, we are so involved in what we do, we think everybody knows. That just isn't the case. So I'll use a perfect example. A couple of months ago, we went to a second alarm fire in a neighboring town. I took a picture of our five guys walking up to the fire building. So it was from the back, just a simple picture. I sent it out, said we sent an engine and a ladder over to the second alarm fire to assist this department with their fire. That was it. That's all I put out. So I don't put any specifics about their fire. And sometimes I'll go as far as to say, and I can't remember if I did in that tweet, if you have any questions, contact that department. All I'm trying to do is to show the people that follow us in my town that your department's out there working. So that department doesn't have a social media presence. So my picture was used all over the news that day. That picture went into actually magazines and was used in magazines too. And all it was was us pushing out what we did, that we were going to assist them. I gave no information on their fire. How did that agency react to the fact that you essentially did the job for them? Did they have someone who sent out a release later on after it was over, or what did they do? I think because of my my information I put on social media, the news agencies ended up going down and talking to them. And they, you know, they did some interviews, but you saw my picture on a lot of the, uh, on a lot of the news outlets, but I have a great working relationship with that department. So it worked out well. And they've actually, a number of their members have come to my, the, to my classes that I've taught social media on. So they kind of understand where I'm coming from and that I'm not trying to grab anyone's spotlight. That's the last thing I want to do. All I want to do is to tell our audience what we do. You've mentioned Twitter. Do you use any other platforms? I sure do. I use Facebook, I use Instagram, and I use YouTube. Three to four very unique audiences. Right. Now, when you use YouTube, I assume you're having to shoot video with, what, a DSLR or something like that? Actually, what it is, we don't use a lot of YouTube. We just put one out yesterday. We just put out our uh, year-end video. So it's a three-minute video that basically shows everything we've done for the last year, pictures, and it sets to music. It's actually a really great video that was actually done by my son. <laughs> we, do, we do it on a yearly basis. And before he did it, I used to have interns that, that made the videos for us. So we don't use a lot in YouTube, but it's definitely a platform that the younger generation is using more than we ever could imagine, I think. It sounds like you're talking about doing things other than breaking news, but more like recruitment. Is that where you're going with that kind of video? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the departments in our region are seeing a decline in the amount of people that are coming out to be firefighters. So we use this video all the time. I actually just went into the schools recently to the seniors and I showed them a little bit of what we do. And we take these videos and show them, hey, this is what we do. This is what happened last year. What's your one best piece of advice for a PIO who wants to become more involved with social media? I teach this on a regular basis. I teach this to firefighters, police officers, teachers. What I teach has nothing to do with fire department. It has to do with your brand. And there's so much to learn about it. Just take your time, double check your stuff, talk to your audience. There's so much to learn, but there's so many good people out there that are doing it. And you're going to make mistakes. Just own up to them. It happens. It happens to all of us. All right, Rob Reardon. Thanks for joining me today on Code 3. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
Now here's a little of my viewpoint gathered up from 30 years as a newsman. If you do use Twitter, you need to monitor it. You can't just send out a tweet or two and then forget it because news outlets will respond to your tweets on Twitter, even if you want them to call you. That's especially true for out-of-town news media, which may not be sure that they can use your images without asking. So they'll use Twitter to ask. Facebook does not work as well for breaking news events. That's not what it was built to do. It does a good job of getting the word out about events, like fundraisers or meetings, but don't expect that it'll generate the quick response that a tweet will. Sometimes it does, but often it doesn't. Make sure you're shooting the best photos possible. In these days of budget cuts, newspapers, websites, and even TV newscasts will be using your still photos in some cases where they don't have the staff to get to the scene. News outlets may also use your photos to tell their audience that they are on the way and to keep watching. Video is great if you do it right. Turn your phone so it's shooting the wide way, not the vertical way. A TV picture is wider than it is tall. And if you shoot the tall way, the TV people have to fill the rest of the screen with something. Also, your video will look smaller. So just make everyone happy and turn the camera so it's in landscape format. How are you using social media? Has it been helpful to your department? You can leave your comments on our website at code3podcast.com slash social media. All one word, social media. There's links to more info there and a video about shooting better video as well. So check it out. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more and I sure hope you'll be here too. I'm Scott Orr. And until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.